Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Billy. Wait, that's not Nick. No, afraid not. Hey, guys. Sorry for the interruption, but we're doing a special emergency podcast. We've had yet another technical issue. I'm so sorry, you know. Nick and I are just a couple of working-class guys, not audio engineers, and we've made a big snafu. So I uh, invited my good friend Billy into the studio of uh, Castlevania fame, and he's going to help me knock one out here on Jaws. Can't be perfect all the time, man. Glad to be here. Thanks so, for calling me in. I know we said that this week would be... But, you know, due to the technical difficulties, we're going to have to uh, delay that one. But don't worry, it is coming down the pike. And without further ado, we're going to get right into Jaws for the NES. Jaws was released by LJN in November of 1987. Dum-da-dum-dum. Yes, not known for the greatest of games. Uh, LJN was a software company that mainly released licensed games lots of them and they did not do the programming on any of them nope they were just a production company they were but fun fact this game jaws was developed by westone bit entertainment those are the people that made wonder boy no kidding yeah so that's why i feel like there are some things in this game that do set it apart from many of the ljn titles and this was also another rare instance of ljn using a japanese developer they often used uh, americans or you know Whatever was the cheapest. That makes sense. And then, of course, this game uh, did come out many years after Jaws, so it is not a direct tie-in to the first movie. If anything, it's closer to the fourth, and we'll talk about that a little later. Well, Bill, what kind of game is Jaws? Jaws is primarily a 2D action game. Played from the side and overhead, with one stage exception. It's mostly shooting, killing, and collecting, with some elements of minimal exploration. Right. You know, I would say that this is definitely a side-view maritime murder simulator, for the most part. Maritime murder, yeah, that, that sums it up. But you do have an overhead map that you use to explore the main part of the game. All both screens. So when you start the game, you start with a ship, and you are in the docks. Now... The main thing you do is take that ship from one port to another, and yep. then you need to gain currency to spend at those ports. Now, while you're in your boat, you can move around, and sometimes you'll see uh, Jaws fin out of the water, and that means mm -hmm. avoid. Now, the cool thing about this game is that Jaws attacks you from the very first minute. Kind of like Friday the 13th, you can read the final boss from jump. You know what you're up against right away. And oddly enough, that's another LJN game. Ironically. You know, it is a mechanic that I think should have maybe been explored more. I like the fact that you have a final boss that you can encounter from the very beginning of the game. You know, and if you're really good, you could theoretically defeat him. Right away, but he's got a lot of backbone that you don't, so... He does. And the way you fight Jaws or any other creature is that once you have hit him or her... I'm not sure if Jaws is a lady shark or a boy shark. Or it, I think, if you want to go through proper English. No Either way, shark. whether you hit Jaws or some other large fish, you will go from the overhead map to a side view. 
And then you will either be in the shoals, which is a very shallow area, you'll be in a deeper area, or the deep ocean, which that descends further than the screen will show at once. Oh, okay. Um, okay. There's no bottom. There's a bottom to the screen, but there's no bottom to the... There's no border, technically. Well, yes. There's no border on the left and right, mm -hmm. um, but that's where the fish come from. Right. And these fish are what you'll be fighting. And in fact, really, you don't fight fish. You fight stingrays, you fight jellyfish, and small sharks. And they're crabs too, right? Well, they drop crabs. Ah. So that's the thing. So you'll fight these. And when you're fighting them, you are just a dude, a dude in a wetsuit. With some sort of magic underwater harpoon. harpoon firing machine gun. Yeah. And when you are in this mode, you can move around mm -hmm. very easily. And it's got a kind of a slidey motion, but it definitely feels like you're underwater. Yeah, it's, it's good for what it is. It's... Now, one thing I didn't know until a lot later in life is that you have one button that shoots... The other button is like a break or a quick turnaround. Notice that in the manual, yeah. Yeah, once I learned that, my uh, skills at this game definitely improved. Now, when you are in the scuba mode, you actually start in your boat. So you have a, a round where you're in the boat and you can throw off some uh, bombs or depth charges, what they are. And those are very strong, but you only have a few. Okay. And then you'll turn into the diver. You'll be diving around and you want to collect shells that's the currency of the game mm -hmm. and you know all, all the enemies may drop them sharks always drop them okay now they also drop stars that are points and for every thirty thousand points you get a free life okay i didn't know if points i couldn't remember if points did anything for you or not so that's that, that, there is a reason yeah and the thing is is that's the only way to get more men in this game there's no continues either are there no mm -hmm. now once you lose a life you lose half your shells and then you lose a lot of other things that we should probably talk about right now. Okay. And what makes this game really cool is that you're not just running around hunting jaws. You're not just doing this murder simulation of sea creatures. <laughs> There's an overall goal, and you're trying to build up your strength to be able to fight mm -hmm. him. You've got to upgrade so you're tough enough to take on the old Fin Fang Terror. And you take your shells, the currency of the game, and you take them to the port. And the very first port you visit, you trade them in for the locator or sonar mm -hmm. and that lets you know if jaws is close it gives you a ping you can stay away from that fin yes and you have to have that first because after that now you can start powering up and that's adding levels of strength to your harpoon okay so you trade in your shells at the ports uh to increase your power level now you have to alternate ports you can't just leave it and go right back in it's a caveat it doesn't tell you in the instruction book you've got to go back and forth yes and it's only uh three shells for level two Five for three, eight for four, ten for five, fifteen for six. You may guess where this is going. Mm -hmm. uh, Twenty for seven, twenty-five for eight, and then to get to level nine, you need thirty shells. Now that's not cumulative. Like you need thirty more shells to get from right. eight to nine. Right. And once you're level nine, though, you are an unstoppable machine. Yeah. Now, I usually try to beat Jaws around level seven. Now I think the other thing that uh, a lot of places don't note is that the higher level you are the more large sharks you're going to be encountering, or small sharks, I should say. Okay. And that can make it really rough because the screen will be full of small sharks, and then you don't really have any way to hit jaws because they're soaking up all of your harpoons. Mm -hmm. Now, most people won't run into that problem. <laughs> no, in a way, they don't get that far. So as noted, when you die, you do lose your half your shells, you lose your tracking device, but you lose one power level. 
And you oh. can't start regaining power levels until you've gone back and gotten the tracking device. Uh, see, that's a kick in the head. Yeah, that's probably like one of my least favorite things about this game. There are a few small, you know, gripes, and that's, mm -hmm. that's one of them. If you could just go back to powering up, it'd be a lot easier. Now, somewhere in the latter portion of a game, when you have a certain number of points, and I don't really know exactly how many it is, a mini submarine will appear on the map. Okay. Have you? Did you get that? When I we think played I got that. Yeah. Now the mini submarine moves a lot quicker and uh, is a little harder to control, but it has a much stronger harpoon mm -hmm. on it. It's it's tougher. It can, it can take a couple more hits too, can well, it? Well, it acts as one extra hit. Okay. So when the mini sub gets hit, then you turn into the diver. Okay. But it's always for me. That's that's the impetus to go go find Jaws. It's yeah. It's time. Yeah. I have the extra hit. I'm obviously gotten some levels up. Now's the time to go find Jaws itself and destroy it. So one other aspect we didn't talk about is the bonus levels. And yeah. they are really cool because, uh, well, let's start with the way you get to the bonus levels is after killing a certain number of the small sharks. Mm -hmm. And I don't it's know how many it is. It's random. It says in the manual that it's random. Well, then that's a dumb way of figuring it out. <laughs> Anyways, you cut to a new scene and now you are flying in a biplane mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, a seaplane. And you can drop bombs out of it. Three bombs at a time. And you can only have three bombs on the screen at once. Mm -hmm. And you are bombing some poor, poor little jellyfish. They're, they're floating in formation. They're swimming around, doing their thing. and Well, that's the cool thing. So the plane comes from left to right, then right to left. You, you can't control that, but you can control the, the speed. speed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the jellyfish, when they come in, they come in in like more like Galaga patterns. Yeah, then they're, they're all over the place. Yeah, and they change up, I think... There's at least four uh, mm -hmm. different bonus scenes that mm -hmm. they will have different patterns in and that kind of thing. Usually in groups of five, and you've mm -hmm. only got three bombs on screen at a time, you get bonus points for taking all of them out. Yes, and you also get uh, one shell for every three that you kill. Yep. And the other key factor is, you know, they are a great way of adding up that score. Because, again, score is the only way you're going to get more Run guys. Extra lives, and it's, it's an easy way. Not necessarily easy, but it's... A less dangerous way to get shells and to pick up power ups. Oh yeah, um, for sure. It's it's fun and it's it's carefree. Yeah, it's definitely a nice uh, little respite in the middle of some mm -hmm. very stressful gameplay. Well, Bill, this is uh, normally the part where I make up something to ask Nick about the manual, but he's not here, so I found the manual, and. <laughs> It's actually for not that bad. Um, it's 15 pages. I looked it up when uh, you, you sent out the bill signal saying you needed uh, some help. I, uh -huh. I, did, I did a little bit of homework. And it's, yeah, it's 15 pages. Um, black but it's and really white. full of information. I mean, it is jam-packed. It answers many of the questions I had growing up. Yeah. That if I just would have had this manual, I would have had a much clearer a understanding of the game. A lot of the online gripes. Well, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do about that. Well, if you go online and look for the manual the manual tells you everything you need to know there are some things it leaves out like it doesn't tell you you have to go from one seaport to the other before you can buy things but it does tell you what you need to do it tells you that you can that stop you said you didn't know mm -hmm. existed it tells you that's in there it tells you how to use the boat in the first person final stage yeah i mean it's it's kind of a mind-bending in a way and so many games nowadays we're used to not having a manual so we don't even think about it right but you know especially back then such this was such a new phenomenon or a new medium that a lot of these manuals go out of their way to really make you understand sure they try real hard to sell it 
since, since you did look at the manual, you do know that there was an enemy section, even though there's only five enemies in the game. They do, and they draw them in. It's hand-drawn art. Yeah, and it's, they're, you know, decent drawings. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though we all know mm-hmm. what a ray and a fish and a sure. they crab give you point like. values, yeah. But it's it's handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, of course, there are no memo section or notes. There's because nothing. Not needed in this game, but, you know, overall, I was pretty impressed with such a small LJN manual. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad for... Again, being LJN. Well, Bill, do you have any personal history with Jaws for NES? Precious little. As a kid growing up, it had that rainbow that was totally a double-edged sword, so we tended to stay away from it. You know, buying it was a no-go. And And the rainbow Bill's referring to is the rainbow leaving the LJN symbol that you would find on the front of the box. Yes, sir. There's no pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. Usually not, no. Not usually. We didn't rent it. Um, because usually, you know, at the video store, you got a big selection and there's nothing there next to it. The most personal history I have is a couple months ago when you called me over and said, man, you got to try this out because it's an LJN game and it really isn't as hateful as people make it out to be. Yes, and that is a true story. Now, for myself, uh, this is a game that I did rent and I know it was one of those times where there was really no other options, but I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised. And then at some point, someone in the neighborhood owned it. So I borrowed it from them, I think, for a week or two. Cool. So I did beat this as a kid, and I had really fond memories of it. So when the internet came around and just really laid into this game, I was a little bit flabbergasted. You know, for me, I thought, this can't be as bad as, as they're all saying. So I had to go back to it. And yeah, I, I took uh, you, I had Nick go through it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think you both will say at some point that it is not nearly the game that many of these review sites try to make it out to it be. It does not deserve the hatred and the animosity that it receives. I think you hinted at it there, but your more recent experience with this game is, what, just playing it with me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple months ago, you came over and said, try this out, and we sat down and we beat it in the evening. And Yeah, I wanted um, to show you that this is one of those games you can take from the beginning to end in half an hour, 45 minutes, if you're really struggling. Something like that. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible at all. You know, I just went through this and played through it once uh, for this recording, and uh, I did use that new trick I learned about the speeding up from the crabs, and it it made a great difference for me. I mean, it was a... I I used to not worry about the crabs as much because they do take you into the danger zone, but, you know, now I see they're an essential part of getting to this game even quicker. Worth the effort and the risk it takes to get them. For sure. Well, here we are in the general chat portion of the show, and I'd like to begin by saying this game has the worst rap for no reason. Go along with that. This is not, by any stretch of the imagination, the greatest game on the NES. No, but, but it, I would not even put this in the bottom half. It, it's I think it's in the middle run. It's right there. It's average. It's a good playable game. It kills you know a couple hours if you've never played it before. I mean, for me, there's so much of this game that just is a fun mechanic. You know, it feels really good when you're right. in the underwater portions, right. fighting and swimming around. These days, I feel like it would be a fun, a solid app game or a phone game, or you know. Yeah, I can definitely see that side of it. Now, there is a few levels of strategy that you know may not be in the guide, and one of those is that you know, for years I avoided those crabs because they get down to the bottom where the creatures come. The jellyfish will come right up, and yeah. you, the crabs don't seem to do anything from the outset. But, you know, once you get enough of those, you can dive and dodge around those jellyfish like it's no tomorrow. Kind of like the speed-ups in Life Force or Gradius. Yeah, yeah. And in the same way, you can almost get too many of them. Gotcha. You, you don't start... want to get a little... You don't want to get too squirrely because you <laughs> definitely can uh, find yourself in some tough spots. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing we haven't discussed at all is the end of this game. 
Now, when you fight Jaws, it's very hard to defeat him in one go. Right. And if he leaves the screen, he instantly heals four points of damage. And that's a lot. Yeah, he has 20 points total. And it takes a lot to whittle him down, almost like Jason. Yeah, similar in many, many regards. Now, one other thing that's really cool about this game in Jaws is that you may be, you know, fighting just some standard enemies, but Jaws can then come into your screen. Yep halfway through this shows encounter. up unannounced yeah so it's not just because you ran into him sometimes he'll just wander in mm-hmm. and oh man what a great little surprise it does break up the monotony definitely and for a game that's very simple you know that's a really cool thing they added you have to think 1987 still pretty early in the nes's lifespan yeah so these are a lot of concepts that i think for its time were pretty far out mm-hmm. now once you have gotten jaws down to zero hit points then the game switches yet again changes yes you have a whole new perspective you are now on the boat and you're looking forward often you're looking yeah and you can see jaws in the distance ramming at you so you may be a little uh frazzled here but don't be because this is the key the key is is you have all the time in the world right now jaws will come at you over and over and over again forever because what's hard about this is you need to stun him and you only have three tries to do it you have three strobes is that to drop what the strobe lights are the water okay. yeah and if you do not kill jaws with those three tries he will leave and you have to go buy more oh that i didn't know i think when i played through i got lucky and got him on the last shot i think you did as well now the exact mechanic is a bit odd because you know it is a first person view and this is really a recreation of Jaws 4's finale. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm really not familiar with him past the second one. Yeah. I really wish you guys could have heard the recording Nick and I did because I made fun of him for not watching Jaws for like two minutes straight. <laughs> and that is now lost to time. It's, it's very sad. But, um, you know, if you want to make fun of Nick for not seeing Jaws, feel free to write in. But yes, you are in this first-person mode. Jaws is barreling down at you. Full speed ahead. Not exactly straight on. You have to steer your ship. you got to line up. And you want it to be directly in line with him. Mm -hmm. If it's not, do not use the strobe. Just chill out. Wait for that perfect time. You've got all the time in the world to line up your shot and get that perfect shot. Now, when he is down at the very closest point to the ship... That is when you want, and and centered, of course, Mm -hmm. that's when you want to hit your button and use that strobe. And what will happen is that will frighten him and he will jump out of the water. And when he jumps out of the water, he spins around. So this is the other challenge. You have another button and this button is the ramming button. And you have to wait for that shark belly to be right front and center. Got to get the tender underbelly. And when you do, if you hit the ram button, you will stab Jaws right through his shark heart. And you know it's his heart. Because there is a nice little burst of blood that shoots out. <laughs> it really is pretty good for its time. Yeah, I was actually pretty shocked that that got to stay in. Yeah. And if you have, ta-da, you have beaten the game. You have killed Jaws forever. I'm sure there will be no more sequels. No, they wouldn't do that. But most importantly, back. you get a really nice uh, little cutscene. You do, for being, especially for being an LJN game. You get a solid little uh, cutscene. Mm-hmm. You get the biplane flies... And, of course, a beautiful sunset. sunset. Well, here we are in the review portion of our show. And we're not doing a full review because, hey. It's not a full episode. Exactly. So I'm just going to cut to the chase and ask you, should you play this game, Billy? Eric, I'm going to say yeah. I agree. 
All right. Use the tricks. Hopefully you've listened to the podcast and you know what to do, how to go through it. Once you know what to do, the game gives you good enough controls and it gives you the equipment you need to do what needs to be done. It's just kind of cryptic and it's not very good about telling you where you have to go on your own, but you got to remember it's 1987. Now, I said yes. This is a simple, fun, addictive classic. And it is probably the best LGN game by far. By can, far? Can you think of a better one? Or one even close? Punisher is oh, on par. It. Punisher is all right. Now, okay. Punisher, they're both okay, but that's another that's a whole podcast, other podcast for another time. I mean, but, it's, you know, it beats the crap out of X-Men, but <laughs> that's not hard to do. But, you know... This game, I think, does not deserve the place it's been given in the pantheon of NES games. I agree. I feel like I uh, most of the negative comments come from the fact that they don't really understand the game or how it's played. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you would give this game 10 minutes of your time, you might find that this is a perfect way to kill an hour, to just relax on an afternoon. Not every game has to be a Ninja Gaiden 2. Mm-mm. Some games are just a fun, breezy afternoon. And Jaws, to me, is the perfect Video game matinee. Next week's game will be a mystery, because it will be another mini-sode. I will be on vacation, driving across the country, and in my stead, Nick and another mystery guest will come in and discuss it be? another game. So please, edit in all the other junk. And remember, folks, if there's anything big we missed or things we got wrong, kindly let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we might address it in the future. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Twitter at cartcommand. You can follow us on Facebook at cartridgecommand. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher or any of your favorite podcast apps. Feel free to give to us on Patreon. Your support makes this show possible. And... As always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Man, I just wanted to say thanks for letting me be here. It really is an honor and a privilege to come to Cartridge Command Central and check out the HQ and, and to lend a hand where I can. Hey, we always appreciate your help.